Hello there, welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of June 2018. I'm your host, George Cruz, here with my good friend, Ryan Lance. Friend. And good friend, Carrie Lyles. Uh, Fine. <laughs> Mutual acquaintances who are contractually obliged to record this podcast every month. There. It's crazy how I'm contractually obliged to be at this show, and yet I pay you for, for the podcast. It is weird. I mean, you should have you gotten a better I lawyer should, read I, the contract. I should have at least read the contract, yeah. We are a monthly movies podcast where we come gather every month and talk about the movies of the month prior. What we're looking forward to next month. This is, of course, the episode for June in what has been a pretty not great year. What do you mean? And we do this bit every time, but I think things are looking up. Things are looking yeah. up, I think. Yeah, the year's halfway over. And <laughs> that is very true. That. that is very true. I made a list recently of 2019 films that I'm looking forward to, and it, it compared to my 2018 list, it's twice as big. It, it looks sexy. It looks very sexy. That's exciting to hear. Follow me on Letterboxd. I reviewed all the Twilight films recently, and they're a great read. That is true. Just to take some time on the podcast or a side pod to talk about that. You should. I would love that. Talk so about the much. best headlining songs. So there's Paramore for the first one. There's Death Cab for Cutie for the second one. There's Muse for the third one. I think there was Muse in every one. Yeah, I think yeah. there's Muse in actually every single one. <laughs> the last, Definitely. the last one had a Green Day song that was made specifically mm. for the movie. It was over movie. the over the credits. <laughs> so Green Day is the last movie. Yep. It has the whole the whole like emo genre is like encapsulated perfectly in these <laughs> movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was that genre. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyways, this month we have a movie that we're all very much looking forward to. And before, we, we were very much in the dark depths of fucking movies. Suck ass, actually. It was the one thing we were looking forward to, and that was Hereditary. We live now in a post-Hereditary world. Um... And I don't know, I guess let's, if you aren't familiar with this movie, this is the uh, A24 distributed film, uh, first time directorial debut, I can't think of the gentleman's name off the top of my head, Ari Aster, um, it is about sort of this family that has a curse, quote unquote, not really, I don't know. Carrie, how do you describe this movie? I don't know if we're trying to do no spoilers. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, it's a fam. It's a family drama turns horror movie. Yes, fam. Dealing with loss, grief, and psychosis. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> um, question: Was that was the big thing of the like the event in the first quarter of that movie in the trailers? Did they tell you? Like, no. Okay, good. Because I was like, if I knew that ahead of time, yeah. <laughs> good joke. Oh goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good episode. So hereditary. Uh, it's a. It came out. Ryan, what do you think of this film? This film is phenomenal. Like, kind of just what I want from like a good uh, horror movie. This slow, methodical, uh, not jump scary. Just more of like there are a little bit of jump scares. It's not, but that's not the primary focus. It's more of like. Just weird background stuff that doesn't make any sense until, like, you look back on it later. And it's just a fucking escalator where towards the end you're like, what is the hell is going on? <laughs> and it's just incredible. And I can't believe there's a better wolf brother. And he's the one that's in this movie. Oh, yeah. As someone who has seen Death Note 2017, it's crazy that 
that whole family is not just the worst. I, but Alex Wolf, he's got Alex it going Wolf on. Alex Wolf out here. He's love the work he's putting out there. Is, is Alex is Alex Wolf on Twitter? Uh, probably mm. his generation, as in right. people our age. <laughs> I was thinking of him like you know like uh, the Sprouse twins dynamic. How there's oh, clearly yeah. one that's cool, or at least one more in with the kids. I was thinking maybe Alex Wolf. Is Which the one, one of the Sprouse brothers would you consider is more with the kids? The one that's in uh, Riverdale. Oh, definitely. Everyone's oh, favorite Cole. television oh, show. Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's favorite television show that I can't decide people actually like or hate. I can't. I don't understand from reading what I see. I had. I knew someone who was watching that show, and they were like, "That's so good." And I, my response was, "I'm not interested in watching Archie Comics, the TV show." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> Archie Comics, the cartoon was good. I liked okay. it a whole lot. He didn't know it was Archie Comics though. That, no one does. I don't, but it's Riverdale. That's the name. To of be the fair, thing. I only know Archie Comics because of the Dick TV show. Um, what? Dick. Dick or Dick. Never mind. This George. Is a... George. We already just started with the podcast. I, I, clearly. Oh goodness. Hereditary. <laughs> I. Okay. So obviously we were all looking forward to it. Um. I think it's a great movie. Uh, I don't think it, like, reached... I said it expected... Like, we all jokingly set up ridiculous expectations. Like, this movie needs to save the world. And I, I think for me, at one point, I think I internalized that and made it real. Like, I actually, like, oh, this movie has to be fantastic. And I think, for me, it, it was it's very good. I love, like how you said, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like a horror movie. It feels like a drama that then turns into a horror movie. Um, and it's a very long movie, but it's well-paced, and it's... Uh, it's a fucking ride, but for me, I wish it was a little bit more horror-y, uh, if that makes any more sense, because it is a lot of, like, uh, I mean, like, the conflicts of family when something bad happens, but, like, the tragedy that happens is, like, like, when it happens, I was like, I don't, how do you, like, recover and rebuild from this? I don't. From what happens, like that part for me was like just so like horrific, and I don't even, I I can't even wrap my fucking head around <laughs> that at all. Um, it's kind of like when something terrible happens to a person, and you obviously say I'm sorry, but I always try to actually mean that. I say like I trying to like it's like think about it and like like what that person had to go through. And for this, I was like I don't, I can't even understand. I don't yeah. even know. Um, I thought the ending was very very good. Uh, I don't think it's, uh, I know for a lot of people, it, like, it really, like, fucked them up. And for me, I thought it was very scary, but I, I don't know. I, I enjoy, I enjoy any, it ends in a very, um, actually, I don't want to spoil that. But, yeah, I think it's a great movie. Probably, definitely the, one of the best I've seen this year, but I don't love it. Gary, what are your thoughts? Uh, I have to be transparent here. I saw this movie in theaters four times. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. It, it. Uh, I remember texting my friend after we saw it, and I was like, I haven't had a horror movie have the intended purpose on me for a long time. Like watching a movie and being scared of it. Like I don't want to play into that whole. This is the scariest movie since The Exorcist, because that seems a little like. I think you've earned to say that though. Because, like, again, like, I think, like, when, I think, we're, I don't think we're, I don't think any of us would call ourselves critics, but, you know, when you want to be a critic, I always think, like, you just want to use a pinch of that, like, spice, like, get a compliment. <laughs> so, like, when something comes that really just, like, yeah. is, like, here you go, and it, when it say that, it has weight. I so haven't, I, think you, yeah. I don't know if I've, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't want to be too hyperbolic. No, sure, sure, I totally, totally. I, I don't know if I've ever had that visceral of a response to specifically the accident. Like it put a it's pit fucking, in my man. stomach, and it was there the rest of the movie. So I think that that setup with that scene made me more susceptible to everything else that the movie was gonna throw at me. So I was like, fucking shit, what are we gonna do now? But uh, it really is like, man, like I don't want to build that moment up and like how fucked up. Like it's just like I can't. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this yeah, yeah. information. And I've, I've never, never genuinely had a movie where I go home and I'm like, wow, I'm still scared of that movie. And I'm like, I have to turn the lights on to check my ceiling. I've never had that before. And now I'm doing that and I'm having those thoughts. It's like, fuck, man, what the hell? So I've never, never besides like when I was really young, I suppose, but recently... Right. I've never felt actually scared by a horror movie. And this did that. And it's really interesting to me. So, And I kept going back four times. And every single time, I, it wouldn't be as extreme, obviously, because I knew it was going to happen. But it would it would be like this ball of anxiety watching it. It's like, this, this feels powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie's doing something. I saw it twice. And I think, like, Ryan, you said, like, you start when you watch it again. You notice everything, and like yeah. again, I was like, "Oh yeah, there, this was set up." Oh my god! From yeah. the get go, everything from everything the start, is laid out perfectly. from the start, and it's like, oh man, I've only seen it the one time, and I noticed one background detail, like probably like the very first right, one. Right, you did, yeah. And I noticed that once you brought it up, and then I was like, "Huh, I wonder if then like I was like, oh, oh man, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, baby boy, baby, he's back." <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, Alex Wolf does a good job of playing this sort of um, distant older brother going through like pre- uh, like being a teen uh, and just being like <sighs> he's playing he's playing a very specific and like role that we see time and time again for like a character that is that age mm-hmm. uh, in like the oldest like sibling in a family mm-hmm. like oh you understand him. Fuck you! Uh, I just want to smoke a bowl with yes, my friends, exactly. man. <laughs> um, I think he does a good job. Uh, obviously, Tony Collette oh. fucking nails it. Oh. Fucking yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, Carrie, do you have anything specific to say about Tony Collette? Like, I liked it a lot, but I don't think I liked it as much as everyone else, and I, I recognize it's fantastic. Yeah, but. I think her performance is like if you. I I don't want to say if you had anyone else, it wouldn't be as good, but I think what she is able to accomplish makes it a movie that most people are going to be able to take seriously when yeah. they watch it. Like she conveys true horror, true desperation, true, just everything that she's going through. You believe it. And it's just like, Oh God. And she's able to, and you like feel for her. Cause she, you can't, you start to question what's happening in the movie. And it's like, she starts as more things are revealed about her, she starts coming off as like, oh, maybe she's psychotic, or maybe this whole family's just fucked, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's good. There's a very specific moment in the movie, and I think it's a moment that could have completely fucking fucked it up. It's uh, it's the dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with that moment is so well, and I don't want to spoil it, but this character is obviously going through, uh, she's in pain, mm-hmm. uh, like emotionally and mentally. Um, and I think throughout the movie with this sort of character, what happens to her as a mother, I had my pre, like, I was like, okay, obviously she's in pain, but it's easy for, like, movies to sort of, hmm, I don't know how to say this, like, 
there's a difference between like what an actual person when they're going through a grief and like a movie character and especially a movie character in a horror movie because since the genre is built on these tropes i immediately i didn't expect the movie to go above and beyond with how they express this character's grief and i think when she does it it's done it's so well thought out it is so it's obviously human i think making the human being angry is easy but the way she expresses herself is very specific and tells me that this person has thought about it time and time and Mm -hmm. time again and it is delivered so well um yeah i think that scene like specifically for me was like okay no I am 100% sold on this character. Uh, but yeah, uh, great soundtrack. Um, camera work, fantastic. I think uh, it's interesting. Like The movie has a very memorable opening shot. And that shot sticks out of me because I don't think the rest of the movie is like that at all. Um, There's only like really small like, mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. that are symbolic. And most of that's like in the advertising yes. feel. Yeah. Um, kind of like dollhouse look. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Hereditary. Do you folks have anything else? Uh, I'm I'm forgetting a lot of stuff just because I only saw it the one time, and you have two twice as many times and four times as many times as me. <laughs> uh, for me, what what like left the impression is like the ending, just because it's such a good, just like building up, because. It begins with quite a bit of like horror related stuff, and then that kind of all like drops for like a long time. It's just like drama and yeah. dread, and then the accident, and it's like oh, and then like there's no horror. It's just like people yeah. dealing with that, the the aftermath of that, and then just it feels like out of nowhere just spikes up, and that's the stuff that uh, that resonated with me. And obviously, I can't talk about that without spoiling. Mm-hmm. It it's such a great uh, reveal for what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even like some of like, I don't know, a lot of that last like 20 minutes is just like fantastic to me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely need to rewatch this movie again sometime. So actually I had one more thought. Harry, actually, do you have a, any uh, thoughts before? I have several. I know you love thoughts. it, so I'm assuming you don't want us to like be like gushing about it. Before. Well, I mean, I, I've thought about this movie a lot and I've been bouncing around theories with our friend Greg a lot. And he's tired of hearing about it. But it's just, it's a movie that has a lot of different interpretations. And you can look at things and decide for yourself how you want to see each character's motives and what's happening. And it's just such a cool movie. I just can't express how much I enjoy it and how cool I think it is and how how much this film did save 2018 for me. So, like, <laughs> if the rest of the movies of 2018 blow ass, at least I still <laughs> I, have her. I feel that way about a movie I, that we'll talk about in the middle. Right, good, good, good. Um, but, okay, so I was going to say, do you feel like the ca- marketing campaign for this was intense? And I feel like A24 doesn't, like, purposefully, like, they sort of, like, stumble in it like they believe in the movies they are going to be releasing obviously and then they show them the critics and it turns out their trust was well placed because like yes this is a fantastic movie and so now that they have the critical reception to like empower a bold marketing campaign they fucking go for it and i think we saw this with it comes at night i think this movie is better than it comes at night i like that movie more but i can objectively say this is a better movie but do you have you guys seen if 
there's a sort of backlash because this is a long, it is mostly a drama then turns horror movie. And I think this is even a more drama than even like it comes at night was than a horror movie. Uh, have you guys seen like a backlash similar to it comes at night with this film? Or it's, do you see, I don't think it's yeah. the same. It's not as it's, much. It's a lot I've of, heard a little bit. It's a lot of the, but nothing happened. Yes, exactly. It wasn't yeah. even like it comes at night. Yes. Crowd. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when I hear someone, I don't want to sound like a pretentious asshole, but when I hear someone say that, it's like, well, you didn't obviously get it then. <laughs> yeah. so it's like, like, obviously you don't understand this film on my level. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's just weird for me having had this experience with this movie to hear someone say it wasn't scary at all. It's like, how though it's like when you what about the part where <laughs> never mind it's like when you actually it's it's funny because like when you find like me like stories and like media like they actually resonate but it's actually it's not hyperbolic when you say i don't understand you say like i literally don't understand what what did you see um but yeah uh i, don't I haven't know. seen as much like, i feel like with it comes at night like word on that movie got out more than Hereditary because I had to explain Hereditary to a lot. Also, it's a fucking good ass trailer. It was a fucking it was fantastic a good trailer. trailer. Yes. Uh, and I feel like one? it comes at night. Like oh, in terms yeah. of like, I want to go watch a horror movie. Mm-hmm. That trailer was fucking fantastic. And I still don't understand how someone can watch it comes at night and be not satisfied with it. Yeah, maybe you didn't get a horror movie, but you got a fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I rewatched movie. it comes at night again recently, and it still holds up. I love that movie. It's very good. Um. But yeah, I, I think Hereditary is very good. Uh, I wish I liked it a lot more. I think it's fantastic, but I don't have like a passion for it. Well, you better get a passion because we have six months of movies until our best of 2018 Yay. list. <laughs> and between this and Annihilation, I don't. It's going to be just <laughs> those two movies. I feel. I will say, like with stuff like Hereditary, Annihilation, and Thoroughbreds, which is the movie that I passion like i'm starting to see now like i can see the list and i'm like okay now it's starting to look way better there's enough like interesting like unique stuff here that yeah i don't know uh anyways hard fucking pivot (laughs) holy shit another film about family i love family family Brad Bird made tomorrowland that was a movie about family oh he also made the incredible shit Incredibles 2. Am I the only one who saw this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I. The thing is, when this movie was coming out, I heard a lot of people our age, you know, mm-hmm. the 20-somethings. Yeah, I know. Again, I don't want to sound pretentious. So I don't want to sound pretentious, but everyone's like, this is my movie. Like, someone said that to me directly Christ. to my face. This is my movie. I don't care about those kids in the theater. I'm going to Bob be Bob Iger's out here fucking jerking off. This yeah. is my movie. And the thing is... I don't care anymore. The first Incredibles <laughs> came out in like 2014 years 14 ago. Years 14 ago. years ago. So I was like nine. Man, what a bitch I was. <laughs> but I just don't care anymore about Incredibles. I didn't even love it that much as a kid. Me neither. I, I still don't like it. I rewatched I it a year or two ago. And I, I think was, I, that's uh, fine, but it wasn't like. Because people always think of Incredibles as like top tier Pixar. I th- yeah. I, I think it. I don't agree. Visually with has that. aged the worst. I think. Uh, well, it looks... that was their first like human. Yeah, I know, and that's why it looks and bad. I feel like that's probably why. They, like everything looks like there's only like three characters in a scene at once. There's nothing yeah. in the background. There's no shadows. It's just like it looks like a PS2 game sometimes. Yeah, well, some would say the best PS2 game came out around that time. 
The, the real sequel to The Incredibles. The Incredibles Rise of the Underminer? Yeah. The video game? <laughs> yeah, you get the real sequel. I played a lot of the first game. It was not good. I rented it. It was all right. Okay, so I guess... So, I yeah, I didn't care. Super I'm walking in with a lot of the mindset you have. Okay. Right? And in general, I roll my eyes at these sort of very easily... Uh, nostalgia that is easy to manipulate and market to. Uh, and like, hey, I don't want again. I don't want to be a snob. I it, I like enjoying things from my youth as well, but I also can tell I also hate when I am being manipulated mm-hmm. into being sort of feverish and sort of like, especially on social media because I think that's what they hold. Oh, I can't fucking wear Incredibles two. Hashtag Incredibles two. Hashtag guy two. Hashtag Mr. Incredible has a huge ass. Um, <laughs> but what? Dude, people are fucking horny for Miss Incredible on Twitter.com. She's thick, Ryan. She's thick, Ryan. Look, yes, but shut up. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yes, I was also walking in with like... And also, Pixar... Like, I th- When I think of this, I think about Monster University. And what oh. a useless piece of movie that was. Like, it... No, it, it didn't do... It didn't rekindle any emotion nope. or any like warm feelings I have for Monsters, Inc., which is top for me... Top tier Pixar for me personally. Same here. I agree with that. Um, I had the same opinion when I saw Monsters University. I was like, hmm. That was a thing? Nothing. That's that's exactly how I about Finding Dory too. Yeah. It, yes. Nothing. Exactly. It does nothing yes. for me. It's just like, this is like easy That's cash-in. a good movie, but I feel my the, the darkness in my soul has not been rekindled. <laughs> and this felt, going into this, I was like, I don't care. And also, this kind of feels like Brad Bird coming back with his tail between his legs after the failure of Tomorrowland. After he did Incredibles. Did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, became the hottest ticket on the fucking planet, did Tomorrowland, slumped down, came back to Bob Iger. I'll do Incredibles 2, I guess. I don't fucking know, man. Um, that being said, I have seen Incredibles 2, and I think it's a better movie than Incredibles. I think it's very good. Um, yeah, so the weirdest thing about this movie is that it immediately picks up from the Incredibles one. I've heard that. And it's incredibly jarring because there a big plot point is that most of the family doesn't know Jack-Jack has powers. Like, I've been living with this knowledge for 14 fucking years, so it's very bizarre. Um, but it kind of works because in a lot of ways, they're just doing the same movie again. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would say better. And I think Mrs. Incredible... Oh, not Mrs. Incredible, I guess. Elastigirl. Man, I can't believe I'm fucking... Because from this yeah. movie is more about Elastigirl. Yes, than, it is. Uh, like yeah. there is like the, the marketing says like, oh, Mr. Incredibles, because Mr. Dad or Mr. Mom, how is he gonna possibly? But honestly, that stuff is like very understated, uh, and they don't dance around the fact that he's jealous. He like just uh, like right off the bat, like yes, I'm a hundred percent jealous, like mm. five thousand percent, tells it to their her face, uh, and so I like that 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 wasn't a thing we had to dance around with, um, but I think it's. Uh, obviously, it looks a lot better than the first one. Um, I think it's it's more of an action movie than it is a family movie. Like, I, and I think that's why Brad Bird went to go do Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol because he's very good at like making an action feeling movie. Uh, it feels, and I I really like that. Uh, I enjoy Elastigirl a whole lot, but uh, I don't can't say anything like it's fantastic. I think it's very good. Um, I think the short in front of it is actually the highlight of the movie, honestly. That's usually how this works with Pixar. Uh, and maybe that's just because I'm getting to the age where, like, I just appreciate mother and son or mother-daughter, like, sort of stories. I'm just, I'm a sucker for that now. Uh, and I think it, this one's very good. But 
Yeah, I just think it's very good. I obviously, I'm a very cynical person. I went in with very low expectations, and I had a fucking blast with it. Um, I would probably watch it again. I don't know, but I can't say. Like, it's... I can't even tell what the last fantastic Pixar thing I saw was. Uh, I wanted Toy Story 3, but at that point, I think I was maybe very much blinded by nostalgia and, like, what was happening in that movie. So, I don't know. What was, what was the last great Pixar thing? Uh, I would say Wally. Inside Out. I never remember which. Oh yeah, Inside Out was good, but I never remember what's Pixar and what's not Pixar. I think I'm, I I know that's mostly because that's the person who likes video games. I mean, I'm very picky about like ch- looking who developed what. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same. With the, I thought Inside Out was fine. I like Amy Poehler. Um. But yeah, that was incredible. What about too. Bing Bong though. Bing oh Bong. my fucking god, <laughs> Bing Bong fucking sucks. How dare you? <laughs> the Alamo thing had like top ten statistics in a Pixar movie. Number two, Bing Bong fucking dies. Uh, Bing Bong can eat a fucking dick. How dare you? Was very sad. I was Fuck so Bing sad. Bong. <laughs> what was sadder than Bing yeah, Bong? Yeah, what was number one? Uh, Nemo I- gets cancer. <laughs> That's the only thing that could make me more Actually, I don't think they were stack ranked. I don't think they were stack ranked. Oh, Alamo. Cowards! (laughs) You fucking cowards. Alamo, if you're listening, I am available. (laughs) I have a degree in journalism and media communications. Please email me. I'd be a great interest in your portfolio of creative, really. Please, please, you don't understand how desperate I am. I mean, excited I am about this opportunity I have for you. (laughs) I fucking got him, you guys. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I I enjoyed it a whole lot. I think if I didn't see if there wasn't Hereditary or uh, fucking Thoroughbreds, I think this would be high on my list. It's probably still very high. I, I had a fun time. Like, I had a better time with this kids. Um, that's diminutive. Family. Not even that. It's just a good. I think it's just a good comic book movie. It plays it very safe. It's pretty much the first movie all over again. But it's done better. It has Bob Odenkirk. I like Bob Odenkirk a whole lot. Um, yeah, it's very good. I think for some people, and I think for some people, that's enough to throw it into. Holy fuck, shit! <laughs> um, it very much felt like uh, a New Hope to me, like or not a New Hope. Uh, Empire. No. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Like they're just doing it again. Phantom Menace. No, it's Force Awakens. Like they're just doing it again. But honestly, this. I, I Holiday special. Yes, that's the one. Hell yeah. They do it again. Do you guys have any questions for me about Incredibles 2? No. I saw it because Tanjo really wanted to watch it. So well. Otherwise, I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Elastigirl. Do you want to get into your next movie, George, or do you want to Fucking get my quick man. thoughts on something yes, else? Yes, you go into something else real okay, quick. Okay, I'll give get... you a little break. So... As we know, Netflix puts out such great movies. No, yes. <laughs> nothing but nothing, quality. Nothing but quality. The babysitter, everyone's favorite film. My least favorite Wolf film of all. Paradox. Loving you it. see, the problem is with Netflix, When with my problem with Brain on Fire, is they occasionally get an actor or actress that I love, and I love me some Chloe Grace Moretz. She's had a low point lately. She's had a lot of bad stuff recently. But if I Stay, classic. If, if I Stay, classic. Uh, that movie about the kids' uh, apocalypse thing. Oh. The fifth Wave. The fifth Wave. Ooh. Uh. Ooh, yeah, that was a bad. That was a oh, bad. That one was awesome. That was awesome, <laughs> but it was throwback. bad. Damn, son. But you, the, 
this movie, it had her, and it's like, well, okay, it's on Netflix. I clearly have nothing going on tonight. <laughs> so let me watch it, and I'll tell you what. This is probably the first time I've ever done this on a show, but I could not finish this movie. I got about halfway through. It's basically. Did you fall asleep or did you actively like? I actively had to stop. I texted Karen like, I can't do this. This movie's bad. (laughs) I took a break. I took a shower. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try it again. Got five more minutes through. It's like, nope, nope, not doing anything. Uh, Basically, what I can get so far is she. She's 22 and she's working at the. No, she's 21 and she's working at the New York Post. And mm. George, as you and me, journalism majors, uh-huh. that pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, twenty one and already there, already living the dream. Also, the New York Post. Mm, I mean, eh, whatever. Look, man, for you could do worse. For a twenty one sure. year old, that's pretty damn good. And her best friend is James. If you would tell me she was working for like Gizmo, I'd be like, holy shit! Oh man, <laughs> I do not think Chloe agrees for whatever. Yeah, no. Her she's best too, friend no, is Jenny Slate, which is very weird to me. Mm. Uh, and basically, it's all about she's this journalist. She's got her life couldn't get any better. She never stops mentioning and that. Her boss is Tyler Perry. Her boss is the Tyler Perry, <laughs> and her brain just stops working. But in basically, it's based on this true story about this author who had this brain defect and basically lost a a month's worth of her memories. And I didn't get to that part in the movie because it was very bad. But what made me stop is. It's just the same per- perception of like what mental illness is and like what like someone's brain being being in a weird place is. So like they stop hearing everything. It's just static. They like are so confused. Like, What's going on? My brain. Why am I on the floor? What's going on? It's just so incredibly frustrating and uninspired, and just nothing goes on. And it's just a nightmare. Charlie Theron is a producer on this film. That's Whoa. upsetting. Mm-hmm. 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey. Yeah. So they get it. <laughs> they get it, yeah. Uh, don't watch it. It's bad. Uh, there's a scene where her boyfriend is playing the guitar naked. Get to see oh, his butt. Jesus. You get to see his that butt. That sounds awful. She's, there's that one part where she like calls him, and he's just already playing acoustic guitar, oh, and yeah. he like, answers the and phone. She, like, and, she's, up, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. There's something wrong with me, and he's like, yeah, and he's playing his guitar. He's like, "Not even patient." You're just playing your guitar. He's like, "No, babe, no. Are you pregnant?" He's like, "No, God, are you an idiot?" It's so weird. She like sees things, and it's like all oh, like there's two dots on her arms, oh, and yeah. no one else sees them. Biographical and, drama. So you so you said that it's based on like a oh, memoir God. of something our writer actually made. My month of madness. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, not worth it, I would say. Uh, again, does not uh, make good, pre- not a good representation of uh, mental illness. Just, just poor, just poor and bad. So now that I've said that, George, tell me about a movie that is both exciting and incredible. It stars the world's greatest actor, Bryce Dallas Howard. So I'm kind of glad. I feel like a lot of the anger I have for this movie has, ev- like. Disappear from my body. I am very um, upset at that statement. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you keep things in the oven so long for the pot, I guess. Um, Jurassic World is a, is many things. Uh, a Fallen g- Kingdom. No, no, just regular Jurassic oh, World okay, okay, okay. is many things. Bad. A good movie, <laughs> not debatable, maybe. Uh, 
So yeah, Jurassic World it was a fucking big ass movie. I don't understand how it was such a big deal. I mean, between us, there's a story like we tried to get tickets and it was a fucking packed ass crazy house in there. Oh yeah, that uh, that was the day we had to start pre-ordering tickets for everything because we don't know if it's gonna get fucking packed like fucking Jurassic World all of a sudden. Yeah, we we're waiting around in that theater for four fucking hours and then the movie we watched is fucking Jurassic World. Oh Great. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And we had to watch it in 3D. Mm. We all got. <laughs> did fucking, we? We all got fucking oh, roasted. Oh wow, that you're night. right. We did. <laughs> yup. Oh man, that, that was is... uh, that was an emotional evening. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> so, Jurassic World, the first one, it's not great. I think it made Chris Pratt kind of unlikable for me, mm. as a very like straight man dude. Like he's just he just plays a fucking very like arrogant dude put the idea in your head that maybe chris pratt is a douche yeah um bryce dallas howard is bad but it's not her fault she's just written it's just a throwaway character she's just throwaway female like character who is a doctor as an expert but she doesn't know as much as chris pratt because chris pratt is out on the field he's in In there he's in there (laughs) i'm on the ground Uh, i was there yeah and, like, I don't have a problem with this whole, like, oh, he can communicate with the Velociraptors. I thought that's fucking cool as shit. But in the end, even though the movie's bad, I think I enjoy it because it, it gets kind of the feelings of Jurassic Park. Just kind of. And so I can, like, I enjoy the concept of Jurassic Park and the, of a park where dinosaurs are and that music plays and you see a bronchiosaurus. I was like, that's cool. Um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has none of that, and it feels exactly like if you remade The Lost World without Jeff Goldblum. Uh, it is fucking bad. Man. Okay, so, after the events of Jurassic World, the park goes to shit, obviously. This movie takes place two years after, and there's a giant political, you know, it is tearing apart both sides, where, uh, one group wants to go in, because, okay, it was built, the island was built on an island with a volcano. You know, it is what it is. Turns out, two years after, even if the dinosaurs didn't go ape shit. The volcano becomes active and is going to fucking erupt. So, you know, life really does find a way, one way or another. Uh, So there's one side that's like, we gotta go in and save the dinosaurs. They're fucking dinosaurs. They're alive. Which is, honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm sure there's some people out there who'd be like, no, fuck those dinosaurs. Who gives a shit? And there's obviously those bad guys in this movie. But for me, okay, I am sympathetic and I can, like, listen to the argument. If this is real... But, uh, well, I mean, we kind of made them in a test tube. And you know what? That's, that's unfair. Okay, I'll listen to your argument that we should maybe get uh, get these dinosaurs safety. The problem is there's a bunch of dinosaurs and an island with a volcano. Regardless, the issue is that there's a group that wants to save the dinosaurs, and the other group is like, hey, yo, fuck that. Bryce Dallas Howard is obviously in the group who wants to save the dinosaurs. Uh, the, 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 they decide finally, no, fuck the dinosaurs, we can't do it. Oh, well, you know, it sucks, we feel bad for the dinosaurs. You know, they really, like, thoughts and prayers for the dinosaurs. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, uh, John Hammond's partner calls him up. They'd be like, hey, you should come to my fucking mansion. And she gets there, like, oh, hey. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see the dinosaurs. 
was like, yay! And then some fucking young guy comes in, uh, like, in his 30s, does not look like a scumbag whatsoever. He's like, yeah, man, we really care about these dinosaurs, man. I just think about dinosaurs, like, you know, I can't believe people disrespect the dinosaurs and how racist they are to dinosaurs. Like, it breaks my heart. As a dinosaur respecter. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, 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 I got, we gotta save these dinosaurs. And she's like, yay! But there's this one dinosaur, like, we really need to get. And it's blue. Uh, Who knows why? Why would we want blue? You know, she's really smart. And we just can't let a smart dinosaur die. That'd be a shame. He's like, but I don't know how we're going to get blue. There's no one who, like, understands. there was someone who understood these raptors and the way their mind works. Yes. And so so Bryce Dallas Howard's like, ah, fucking okay. So she goes off to the middle of nowhere. Fucking Chris Pat is building a fucking house in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in his fucking, like, Home Depot-ass fucking ass-looking ass. Looking ass. Uh, George, you're, you're probably, like, about ten minutes into the film, but I already have a huge migraine just, under, just trying to wrap up. Is your my, brain on fire? My brain right? is on fire. Fine, I'll speed up. Chris Pat's are like, well, no, I broke up with you. You didn't break up with me. They have this whole thing. Oh, and she's all like... Fine, you don't care about the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Let's calm down here. Let's not, let's not say that we can't take back now. Yeah. All right, come on. Uh, and so she's like, fuck you. Goes in the plane. Turns out he's in the he's plane. He's on the plane. Yes, he's on the plane. He's on the plane. He's on the plane. Uh, with us on this adventure. Character actor Chris Pratt is on the plane. I just imagine, I, I'm assuming this isn't how it happened, but I'm just assuming she landed next to his house in like a helicopter. And then she's like, fine, fuck you. And she got on the helicopter and then immediately he was He was taking a nap on the plane. He's like, well, took you long enough. <laughs> Anyways, with us on this adventure is uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's right-hand woman. Uh, she is an activist and also a doctor and an expert in dinosaurs. She's like the sort of, she feels like a direct response to the criticism of the first movie. Like, this feels incredibly sexist and incredibly, like, she's just, she just runs around in high heels. She's, like, extremely, like, aggressive and out there. Uh, and it was just fine for a character, but she feels so much so, like, a direct response to those, cri- like, criticisms. Because every chance she... Like, like she's very just, a writer's room. She character. seems like a parody of like all oh, these fucking SJW feminists. And like mm. that's fine with being aggressive and like out there, but she just every single moment that they give her a chance, she's as loud as humanly possible. And she just doesn't feel like an actual character. Mm. Also, is her assistant, who is the tech guy, uh, he's this black gentleman, uh, and he just like he's sort of the guy who's like, how would I describe him? He's a coward, and that's supposed to be lovable, but all of his like antics fall incredibly fl- flat, and they always focus on them. So again, so like he's making a house of cards, and it just yeah. won't work out. He's like, oh, the more I'm God, explaining this movie, on, the more I'm like, there's, the more I'm explaining the movie, this movie, the more I'm realizing there's nothing uniquely bad about Jurassic World. It's just a bad fucking movie that we get all the time. It's got lovable character actor Chris Pratt and lovable actress Bryce Dallas Howard, but she can't be the leading role. <laughs> <laughs> and we have this two bit characters who's like the Tyrannosaurus would have died at this point, right? And then. Chris Pratt says, like, the Tyrannosaurus is ba 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 fierce killer, ba ba So he's dead, right? I was like, ha-ha, classic. Anyways, they go in. Turns out, oh, it's a trap. Ah, shit. 
And so they take the dinosaurs. It's very sad. There's this, there's a brachiosaurus that can't get out of the island. They take all the dinosaurs. They beat them up, and it's all very very sad. Uh, it's uh it's like the you know like the part in Shrek when they have all the fairy tale creatures and there's all like yeah, it's all like in cages. And yeah, stuff. it's like that. Man. Uh, it's like that. Uh, there's a little like well, baby. Now that you evoke Shrek. There's a there's a little baby triceratops that can't find his mom. It's all very 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 sad. Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm paper so they are saving. So they are saving the dinosaurs, but for some nefarious reasons. Uh, so they take the dinosaurs in this giant fucking military boat. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard find themselves in the boat. They get to the destination. Turns out it's the fucking scummy ass motherfucker who's been pushing all the moves and like being like the business person for John Hammond's partner who's like, you should save the dinosaurs. Use all the resources I had to save the dinosaurs. Like, yeah, I'm going to save those dinosaurs. Don't you fucking worry. I'm going to sell those dinosaurs to the richest people on the fucking planet. Because apparently, people who own, like, I don't even know, like, top ten, like, publicly traded companies could use dinosaurs? I don't know. Um, anyways, so they come to this house. The guy's going to sell off all the dinosaurs. Oh, also, right, I forgot. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Wu, remember Dr. Wu from the... Wiggly? Yeah, he's still here, and guess what? He's making another dinosaur. Oh, he's what? Making... who let him back in the lab? Yeah, let him back in the lab. He's oh. making, a, he's making like, the what was it? The Indoraptor. It's a Ooh. Velociraptor with blues, like... A... Oh, is it indigo colored? Uh, no, oh. it's actually just like the white, like the... Oh, I thought it was going like, to be a, like another the... color. What if we made that first dinosaur <laughs> small? That's what we're going to do. Oh, like from Jurassic World. From Jurassic World, yes. But it has the training and the knowledge from Blue, which is why they wanted it, so they could then, like, we can train it and make it into a weapon and then sell it as a weapon, and he's all like... What? And the bad guy gives a speech like... The Bubba used uh, tigers as a weapon during the feudal wars and whatever. Yeah, yeah. but we have guns now. <laughs> but they trained the dinosaur to, like, when he sees a laser pointed and you make a little noise, he attacks the thing. Can the dinosaur hold yep, guns? A dog could do that. Hmm. Can we equip the dinosaurs with guns? And oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, let's not have that like I'm interested. Idea. Um... Yeah, and so guess what? That goes bad, and fuck, man, I'm fast-forwarding. Shit goes bad. They have the auction, whatever. Honestly, they don't make as much money as Epic does on one day of Fortnite sales, <laughs> so it's not really that impressive. I'm like, that's, I guess that's a lot of money, but you could make, like, a fucking rip-off of fucking, Where's I don't my know. loot boxes for dinosaurs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that goes bad, but ultimately where this all goes, right? Is that the dinosaurs are now technically on like United States soil? They're in this building, so and we gotta get them across the border out of here. Right, but guess what? This is a in the hubbub border. thing. Okay. Uh, they spring like a, a a lot of the toxic gases, I guess. That Doctor uh, Wu, I think that was his name. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think I'm thinking of the actor. But regardless. Uh, there's gases and stuff in the lab, and so all those, sh- all that shit gets all over the fucking place, and Uh-oh. the dinosaurs are trapped inside. So they have to make a decision: do we just let them die in here? And the dinosaurs are all saying, <laughs> knocking on the door. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or do we free them? 
And so they have a like a moment or whatever, like, and Bryce Dallas is about to do it. And then she doesn't do it. And I never got to explain this, but there's oh my god. There's the clone daughter of fucking Hold on. Yeah. Hold on, whoa. I'm sorry. Guys, <laughs> yeah, I dropped the ball. There's a clone daughter. There's a clone daughter. Did the dinosaur man make a clone yeah, of his daughter? Yeah, he made a clone oh. of his daughter. That but he gave her rascal. raptor claws and a tail. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's got camouflage. Uh Anyways, she's li- wanted to make her blue. Anyway, she's a little girl. She lets the dinosaurs out, oh. and so now the dinosaurs are out in the wild. And then we do we they go, take Manhattan. We no, even better. Oh, we man. go to a court proceeding where Jeff Goldblum. Even is better, tough. there's a court proceeding where Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> the dinosaur is the judge. Where Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> is, <laughs> where Jeff Goldblum is having a whole thing and saying how. Oh, nature and uh, people and oh, dinosaurs. And he's all like, welcome to Jurassic World. And then that sets up the third movie. So Wait, there's so dinosaurs. don't even see what the dinosaurs get up to? They just leave? No, that's the cliffhanger. The oh. dinosaurs leave out and then it, you see like uh, Blue. It was like Blue, like again, like they meet up with Chris Pratt again. But he's like, I got to be wild. I got to be free. Um, so what I'm imagining is like so the third movie yes. is what I'm imagining is like a, it's like a typical like a kid's at school he's bored as hell he looks out the window and a fucking velociraptor <laughs> just comes by and he's like he's like what and then it like cuts to like Jurassic World 3 <laughs> what <laughs> he's like um teacher and she's like shut up Billy I've had enough of your shit today and he's pterodactyls like, by the way and pterodactyls they yeah. were able to capture pterodactyls they remained on the fucking island well, whatever, you know. That's well, next. That's only 100 miles away from Puerto Rico. Let's not Let's not get into specifics of, of how, why they stayed around. Puerto Rico is literally just a boat Whatever. Don't be too critical now. We don't know what was going on. Anyways, main point, Like Lost World was very much a boring movie that didn't understand what made Jurassic World special. This feels exactly like that, but worse. Like, it's just like, we're now in a park. We're just trapped for half this movie in this building, playing like we gotta sneak around, we gotta break out, and uh, there's dinosaurs there, and it kind of, and then they do the whole fucking thing, the kitchen scene, all over again from the first Jurassic Park, but it's in a little girl's bedroom, and fucking whatever. I don't know, man. It's just bad in a very, like... Fuck, man, this is the best you got. Come fucking on. Really? I don't know what I was expecting, but when it was just in my face, like, this is insulting. Give me something, man. You got dinosaurs. You somehow make dinosaurs look less cool by association. <sighs> yeah, I lost a lot of the passion for why I hated this movie, and it's just like, and man. it came back? When no, not really. Daughter. I'm just like... I... Just exhausted? No, so... I was playing the Jurassic World video game at the oh same time. Boy. And I was just like, I enjoy the concept of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool. And this movie doesn't even have like a little bit of like the cool, like nothing. The Triceratops baby was was cool and he was sad. That was sad. And that was something. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's going to be okay, George. It's going to be guess. okay. It's fine. Right. I don't know how well this movie did. It did also, very well. Also, now there's a Last Jedi petition to get, to fucking not get, um, what's his fucking face? Uh, Colin Trevorrow. Yes. To direct up, to direct the third one, Yes, right? to direct yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Is cool. he officially supposed to direct the third one? He's not. It's supposed to be the same director. And now, like, we need to get Colin Trevorrow back. He's a fucking visionary, you know. Everybody loves Safety Not Guaranteed. This is a good movie, honestly. But it is, but uh, I don't everything think, else, not good. I don't think my guy did anything, like, specific with Jurassic World that we need to bring him back. No, and they also did that Book of Henry thing that people oh, hated. I wanted to see that so bad. I heard that was, like, one of the most wild movies of all time. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, if my Jurassic World ramblings were incoherent at some points, but no, no, they were, they were great. They were just boring were... because the movie's fucking boring. I can't. The clone. No, no, no. I'm sorry, I forgot about the clone daughter. God, it really came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it was like a late reveal. And he's like, "Why didn't he ever tell you? Show your pictures of your mom?" Over? I don't fucking whatever, man. <sighs> He somehow still has the little fucking. He has John Hammond's can with the mosquito with the uh, amber in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has it. It falls down and it cracks when he dies, when he suffocates the John Hammond's partner because it's evil and it's oh, bad. Oh no. The thing. Anyways. You see, I was never big on Jurassic Park because I was never a dinosaurs kind of guy. Now that research has shown what dinosaurs would really look like giant chickens i'm all on board that but i've never been to the classic kind of dinosaur thing i was never a jurassic park kind of guy i liked it as a kid did but... you watch the land before time yeah what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> no i I'm did i'm about to throw hands right <laughs> no i did really like those as a kid but then you know there was a dozen other sequels <laughs> yeah Anyways. Anyways. Do you um, want to go into a movie that you have vastly differing opinions on from your vitriolic hatred? Maybe some yeah. vitriolic love? Uh, yes. I'll, I'll make it quick because we may be getting a little long and we have one more movie to talk about. So, earlier in the year, we were talking about A Thoroughbreds, which mm-hmm. was a movie like, that looks interesting. And I remember me being sort of, out of nowhere, just like becoming incredibly uninterested in it for whatever reason. Um, and then you saw it, and I can't remember exactly if you talked about it on the podcast yeah. and what you had to say about it. A little it. bit. Um, and, I'm, and again, I don't know why I just dismissed it out of hand or whatever, but I was like, you know what? It's summer. I should catch up and make sure that anything that I would want, that maybe should would come in discussions, I should just get it out of the way now. And so I saw Thoroughbreds, which was, I don't, if you aren't familiar, uh, these two girls... And Anton Yelchin. Um, well, actually, I'm going to do a terrible job describing it. Carrie, you're way better at this. Oh. <laughs> can you tell me, can uh, you tell the folks what Thoroughbreds is about? The two uh, main characters, I would say, they forge this kind of friendship that is born out of inorganic places, but then as they learn more about each other, they, uh, they understand each other a little more. One of them is Anya Taylor-Joy, who's this like seemingly perfect right. boarding school type. And then the other one, uh, don't remember the actress's name, but she's basically a sociopath yes. and is unsure of what emotions are and how to feel them. And her and Anya Taylor Joy kind of forged this friendship mm-hmm. based around Anya Taylor Joy's hatred for her stepdad. And then after Anya Taylor Joy, like really quickly in the beginning of the movie, like sort of drops the like the sort of facade that she's had her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, like you realize that she maybe isn't too dissimilar from yeah. her. Um, and then, so, she has a terrible stepdad that... 
uses a rowing machine at uh, all hours. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they decide, about this, this is now. in the trailer as well, right? That they decide, like, we're going to kill him. I think so. That's 100. Remember. Because they hire Anton Yelton in the trailer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say, like, how that ends. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole conceit of the movie. And when I saw the trailers, like, this looks cool. It seems a little bit more comedy. And it, it's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy, yeah. Uh, but it, a little bit, it looked a little too, too wacky for me. Uh, and having seen it now, I fucking love this movie so goddamn much. The camera work is fucking gorgeous and dynamic. The soundtrack is, f- oh my god, it is experimental is really cool. and made, it is so married to the events of the movie and these long shots where it's just like, it's a little bit indulgent, but I'm 100% with it. Where it's just Anatella Joy walking very slowly down these steps and getting through a hallway, but the soundtrack and the way the camera's positioned and the coloring is just fucking gorgeous. And the performances, Anatella Joy is intense in this movie. She has so much presence, and I am in fucking love. It is so <laughs> fucking good. Um, I think the way it ends up is such a fucking huge punctuation on it. Like, I just, like, I was like, man, the way, the, the twists and turns this movie takes, like, in terms of, like, character develop, character work and how it all ends up just left me sort of, like, speechless. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, the, I, I guess I didn't, like, rehearse, like, what I was going to say, and, and so I'm just sort of gushing. Mm-hmm. But for me, I haven't walked out of a movie so fucking like just taken by everything in it this this much i think since it follows like i Dang. fucking wow. love this movie to pieces like god damn that soundtrack <laughs> is good um and i really do like think i i think anna taylor joy just fucking murders it her performance is so i don't even know how to describe it but like you you can't ignore it it comes across yeah. as fierce and she makes it look natural to be that intense it is oh man did i mention the soundtrack is fantastic the soundtrack is fucking (laughs) fantastic it is like this weird it is so experimental and it sounds almost alien at points like this shouldn't make any sense but with the weird again i want to tell you is just walking down the hallway but it is this this it is fucking a wondrous experience with the music and the camera work and just Anna Taylor George just being there, I never realized like how much screen presence she has. Maybe it's because Split wasn't that great of a movie. Uh, well, no, let's not say <laughs> back here. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe I'll have better thoughts on it during like the end of the year because for me, like you said, Thoroughbreds, like the rest, I mean, not Thoroughbreds, uh, Hereditary for you, like the rest of the year can be garbage. I don't give a shit. This is my one thing. And for me, yes. I don't give a fuck. I'm good. I'm satisfied with movies in the year of our Lord 2018 <laughs> after Thoroughbreds. I fucking loved it so much. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very good. Gotta I've get been, on it, Ryan. I've been meaning to. I would to Red Book today. I think today, you'd like it a whole lot. It. I think I would, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it a whole lot. But I would not like it on DVD, which is how you said yeah, you watched it. It's bad, dude. You should watch it on... Yeah, don't watch it on DVD. It's so gorgeous. Like even like where the the house that it primarily takes place in the garden and the way they use that in the framing of shots when they're just having conversations, it just looks so striking and so beautiful. God damn, just them sitting on a fucking couch. The The way it is placed, 
the way it is shot, it's just like, oh, I want this on a, like, I want this framed. It looks so And then when the rowing good. machine turns on and they yes. both look up, I like that shot a lot. Ah, Taylor Joy is fucking so good. Oh my God. She's so good. <laughs> Whoever does her makeup is fantastic. Like, it is, it is like a fucking weapon, man. Oh, I love it. It like fucking punches. Oh, sorry. I'm gushing. I love this movie. It's great. Anyways. Punches. Ant-Man, if he were to punch you, it'd be very small, but it'd have a lot of force. We're talking about Ant-Man, baby. Also, the Wasp. Yeah, sure. And normally this is a July movie, but there's a lot in July, and we've already seen this movie. We have. That's true. So why not just talk about it now, I thought. (laughs) So Ant-Man, 2014, nope. 2015. It came out right after uh, Age of Ultron. Classic movie. Yeah, bad movie. Ant-Man 1, you know, that was a movie because it had an interesting development cycle. It did, yeah. Because uh, it was supposed to be Edgar Wright's baby, and then that didn't happen. What made me so interested in this is just is to kind of see how much of Ant-Man, like the good stuff in that was Edgar Wright or Peyton Reed, the new director, to see like, okay, this is his take on this character and the idea, so let's see. So it really feels like his vision as opposed to the original Ant-Man, which definitely... At a lot of points, did feel kind of like put together. Like there were some scenes that very much, to me, felt like oh, this was tacked on clearly to add more like uh, cinematic universe expanding ideas. And there was still like a very specific Edgar Wright DNA. Like one of everyone's favorite, like I would say, like scenes from the first one was Michael Pena's like retelling of how it all went down. Yeah, which is the very Edgar Wright. I thought very, yeah, very much. Um. And yeah, I think the movie that came out, it doesn't feel like, it feels like Peyton Reed's just kind of like going from like, okay, like what did we wind up with that movie? Okay, instead of like making this my whole thing, like my own thing, let's just go off from that, from what what we worked on there and what worked best. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really just feels like a continuation from that movie. It doesn't feel like so distinct. Like Peyton Reed's going to come in like, okay, I'm going to go from the ground up and this is going to be my vision. Mm-hmm. Or at least as much as my vision can be because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. At least that's how I felt. Like it just felt like a direct sequel to Ant-Man. It did, but also for me, this movie didn't really do anything like comic book wise that like got me particularly like intrigued. Like, for me, the most interesting stuff was the Giant Man stuff, but that was kind of... I still like the Giant Man stuff in Civil War better, so it was just like... Because in that one, like he became Giant Man, and that was a cool part of the scene. And in this movie, he's bad at it now because the suit's all messed up. And I'm like, okay. So it's just going to be a bit now that his suit's not working right. Okay, yeah, and it's, it's kind of annoying, actually. Yeah. I mean, that led to like some gags that were all right. But, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. This movie really didn't do nothing for me. Well, I guess we should also explain, like, what the context for the movie. So, this is two years after the events of the first Ant-Man, right? Uh, no, two was years it? after Civil War. Right. Because he got arrested. Because he got arrested in the Marvel <laughs> movies are in an our timeline. Yeah. Um, so, yes. And so, he ha- sort of hasn't been in communication with Hank Pym. Uh, and what's uh, Evangeline Lilly's character's Hope name? Van Dyne. Yeah, I can't remember that easily. Yeah. Um, but he gets a sort of uh, what do you call it? Vision. Like a vision. Yeah. A quantum vision. A, quant- a, dr- a quantum realm. Quantum. Came to him in a dream. Yeah. I swear to God, I, I really enjoy uh, what's his fucking face? Um, 
Hank Pym. Hank Pym. Pym. Actor. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. I really enjoy Michael Douglas just speaking. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so... So shouting? Yes. Yeah. So they're trying... Ever since the end of the first movie, like, we think we can reach... Um, the quantum realm. The quantum realm. Which is where uh, Janet Van Dyme, uh, Hank Pym's wife... Is, has been trapped. Which no one bothered to tell me was Michelle Pfeiffer. I would have yeah, been I didn't much know either. more of a shit I about didn't know either. this. <laughs> um, so that's like, okay, we're trying to get there. And you had this vision that pretty much confirms that, yes, she is alive. Mm-hmm. So we got to do this. Uh, and meanwhile, our good friend uh, fucking, God damn it, forgot his name. Uh, our Ant-Man hero here. Paul Rudd. Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe I forgot Paul Rudd. Is under, Scott Lang has been sort yeah. of under super house arrest after Civil War. Yeah, uh, and so like there's this sort of running through line that he has a date where he's gonna be free, mm-hmm. and so he's three days from retirement basically. Yes, and I was worried that this was this gonna is this gonna be like the middle down of the movie where it turns out he missed it and oh no everything's bad now, um, but that doesn't go that way. Um, but yeah, it seems I feel like. Carrie, what are your thoughts? It seems like this movie didn't do much for oh, you. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like how I like the Marvel movies where the overarching plot isn't like we have to do this or the yeah. entire universe is fucked. We have to yes, get down. Yeah, this was I, just I gotta get my mom. Yeah, I gotta get my mom back, and also there's bad guys, but it's also like I didn't care for the bad guys, like the whole ghost stuff. Who's more? She's much more of an antagonist than a bad guy. She yeah. she wants. She wants their technology for her own reasons, and her reasons are understandable. She's just not developed as well as I feel like she could have been. And I feel like they could have done that time developing her if they didn't have to have the third villain. Uh, I don't Walton know. Walton Goggins. Yeah. My boy. Is Your it boy. really that much? He's kind of just... He can't, he, every time he showed up, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot just, you were here. He's just the dipshit who thinks he's doing something. <laughs> he thinks yeah, he's exactly. And there's so, so the next there's so scummy many, bad guy. There's here. so many people like going against them. So it's like the Ant Man and the Wasp team, and then there's also Ghost and Lawrence Fishburne and Lawrence Fishburne, and then uh, the the government uh, trying to get make sure Scott Lane's not getting oh, yeah. in trouble. Oh I, yeah, I guess That's that is true. sort and of. And then a force also in there. The, the, the the black market dealer guys, and there's so and it's just frustrating and not streamlined. Oh, and also uh, Scott Lane's friends, they're doing their thing. You gotta, you oh, gotta yeah, sign the, the thing. Company, yeah. It's like, okay. Jesus Christ. You're like, right. there's a lot there going. There's a lot, actually. There's a lot going on. And really, it feels like there's nothing going on also. Exactly, Because <laughs> everything just feels so not together. It just feels so, like, these, these separate things, they occasionally, like, mix up, but then they go back on their trails, whatever. We gotta get the fucking building on the thing. It's basically just a briefcase, whatever. We gotta get it. We gotta get it going. It's going down. Really, when you think about it, like, because it's a very simple setup. Like, yeah. we need this and this to do this. And but every the time fir- there's something, and they yeah. get the first part immediately, yeah. and that's like, okay, we just need to make sure our building is there. The building is gone. We need to find the building. <laughs> How do you lose a building? Oh yeah, because it's really small. It's a small building. It's really small. <laughs> and it's on wheels. God, oh, fuck. It's so easy. <laughs> So yeah, like that's my main issue. Is there's too much going on for something that should be s- so simple, and I feel like this because each Marvel movie tries to be like its own genre, and I feel like the idea here is like it's a comedy, especially because a lighthearted comedy, lighthearted yeah, ha- comedy, and like that's also what Peyton Reed does. 
But none of the jokes, like... Infinity War is a much funner movie, and that movie is depressing. I like Paul Rudd. No, Paul Rudd is fantastic, but like I feel like the lines given to like him and other people weren't great. They just felt like a very generic early two thousands like comedy film. It's not a truth serum. It's right? not a truth like, serum. Classic. Got him. Like jokes that like are fine, like on paper, but like when you're like let's do the line again but like let's make it longer let's make the joke as long as possible because we gotta make this movie as long as possible i'm the so sorry movie. but every time michael pena opened his fucking mouth i was like Kill when's me. the snap I happening I, uh, oh, none of i didn't like a single thing that man said in that movie i may he's be not, biased there he's but. not as funny as in the first one i don't remember the first one at all did that same scene happen in the first one where he explains everything that, that was the big thing Twice. Yeah, it happened twice in that movie. Yeah, that was a Lord, big thing. It happened in this one too, and it was just as funny. People loved that scene. So. Yeah, oh, Peyton Reed's only here to has got to give the people what they need. You know what I'm saying? That's just also my problem. Like this movie, it feels like we want to give the people what they need. But did we need an ant? Like uh, at the end of the day, do we need an Ant Man in the Wasp movie? Hey, listen. I think they should, I think it was worth it just to see what they did with Evangeline Lilly against the Wasp. That's true. I think it could have been better. But, but that's also something like that could have just been like those characters are so like they could have just showed it, up they could have just showed up and also they're so intertwined like comic wise i don't know why the the initial idea wasn't just them working together with them both having the same yeah suits. that's true because it's so like because like that's the main issue people have with the first name is like well why doesn't hope wear the suit because she's clearly more trained it's like but you're my daughter and i can't risk you that's true the, that is true but like, look, she's fucking ripped. Why? She clearly has. She knows what's going down, man. I don't know. Like this movie's fine. I feel. I feel nothing when I think of it. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I like this movie. I'm <laughs> still pissed that it pushed back Captain Marvel. <laughs> so I'll not say, needed. I'll say not needed. I like this movie. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know something about it. Just it just clicked with me, and I I had a fun ride throughout. I think I like Michael Pena. Uh, I think Paul Rudd's great. I I was like, why is Paul Rudd in more things? Actually, Paul Rudd is forty nine years old. Jesus, wow. Christ. how does he do what it? What a fucking geezer! Whoa, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. I I wish there's more Michelle Pfeiffer in it for sure. There wasn't a lot there. Uh, I think there is a lot going on. Uh. I think Walter, like Walton Goggins, is just kind of there. I He's there, and also like. They could have. There's so many like side Marvel characters that have the exact same backstory as him. Like, why didn't they just use one of them? We never found out who he's working for. Yeah, and that's just like. Like, a, why not fucking the? I saw some. The, who was the Iron Man two villain guy? Uh, uh, Mickey Rourke. Not Mickey Rourke. The other guy who made. Man, I can't think of anything about him. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Not Jeff Bridges. He died. <laughs> Shit. Uh, 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 he was in Moon. I have the Moon. Sam movie. Rockwell. Sam Rockwell was the villain in Iron Man Two. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. I. I nah, he was. I he was it. Justin Hammer. That's who he was. And then uh, in that movie, he Justin Hammer did some bad stuff. Another uh, man with a southern. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And oh, like, why Jesus. that could have that you could just use that character, and that would have made it not like a, just another generic guy who I have to care about, or care about, or be afraid of. I don't know. Like, I just don't get who this character is or what he's supposed to do here. Well, I thought Ant Man was fun. I liked it. I don't know. I can't really. I don't know what else to say. It worked for me. I don't know what it is that it worked for me. Like, 
I'm, I, I like this better than Guardians. I like this better than Spider-Man. I like this better than Avengers Infinity War. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, and again, I, 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 I can't really explain why. I don't know. I just liked it. I didn't like the, the cop. I thought he was very... The stuff that doesn't oh, work is... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, his, like, handler kind of guy? Yeah. I, I liked him. He really? Like, yeah, like he's, I liked him. Again, he's so, sort of, like, he's just playing that character, because he usually plays that sort of character. Oh, yeah, he plays the same he's character. He's just a character actor. A lot of yeah. character actors in this movie. Oh, yeah. Character actor Ant-Man. <laughs> character actor Ant-Man. When you need someone small to fill in your fucking whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it, was, it took place in San Francisco, and somehow I didn't hate it. I enjoy the movie version of San Francisco more than I enjoy the real San Francisco. Um, yeah, I liked it. I don't know. It's definitely fine. Like, it's not bad. It's certainly fine. I enjoy it exists. That's all I'll say. Do we need another Ant-Man movie? I'd watch it. No. And I don't want to make everyone else suffer, but. <laughs> I want to make everyone suffer for me because I want more ants. Ants. Ants are pretty cool. <laughs> oh the joke with the ants dying wasn't funny, though. I felt bad for the ants. Yeah. That wasn't great. When did the ants die? Remember he was trying to get, he was in Fisherman's Wharf, and he was trying to get to Walton Goggins, but he couldn't turn big, so he was calling the ants oh, to fly him over the, there. the birds. See, the birds oh, kept yeah, eating yeah. them, yeah. What'd you guys think of the post credit scenes? <laughs> it was That was very good. It was <laughs> very good. It was very interesting, because Carrie gave that audible laugh, and then the person next to me, a stranger, was like, Oh my god. <laughs> Got him! Like their heart broke, and meanwhile, Carrie's like, <laughs> That's fucking hilarious! I am, I am so sorry. That is fucking hilarious. Like, guys, God, uh oh. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very <laughs> good. I think that was, like, I, like, I saw that coming a mile away. I did, and I, and I was good. I saw that coming a mile of I fucking away. I thought it was away. gonna happen in sometime during the movie. <laughs> oh my god, that would be even fun. Like, oh my god, Arnold went. I <laughs> that would have been we, pretty good. Before, and me and Ryan were like, I bet they're gonna like get her out of the realm, and then she's gonna immediately turn into I'm back, dust. <laughs> it's like, and I also said to Ryan, I was like, how many more of the Marvel after credit scenes are just gonna be expanding the scope of who all turned into dust? <laughs> What's the next movie? Uh, Captain Marvel. She's gonna turn into. Is dust. that before? Uh... That that's it. Takes place in the nineties. But is that before? It comes out in March, and then uh, the next Avengers comes out oh. in May. Okay. And I, I, guarantee, and I, dare, I guarantee you Captain Marvel's not going to turn in dust. Because <laughs> that would be funny. If, like, at the end of Infinity War, he's like, he pages Captain Marvel, he's like, I'm on my way. Do you think any of the ants in Ant-Man turned to dust? Oh, definitely. Uh, probably half of them? I, yeah, I saw this thing that was earlier today that yeah, was Paul, the guys. He's like, animals, animals were also too. fucking... God damn. But why? Aren't those the resources? <laughs> what the fuck, Thanos? I don't fucking know. Anyways, that's all the movies we had to talk about. Um, July has got a lot of stuff. Obviously, that's why we talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's a lot of stuff that we're probably going to watch here, such as The First Purge. I forget that's what this is called. I just refer to all of them as The Purge. The First yeah. Purge. The Purge, the next one. The, but this is The First Purge. The first but purge. not The First it's Purge. It's been two this is the years since The Last Purge. Uh, I think so. Yeah. That sounds right. That was yeah, election year. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Which was a direct sequel to Anarchy. Anarchy yeah. And this one's just the prequel yeah, to all is, of it. This is how it all began. Wow. <laughs> the Purge of Fat. I think, you know, when we look back on the history of The Purge, like, it's a fascinating series. Mm-hmm. That It started off 
completely as a dumb Michael Bay movie. And then, like, someone in the writer's room was like, well, actually, let's really marinate on this. How would this work? Well, why would they do that? Well, I don't know. You could get rid of a lot of poor people. Well, that's interesting. Like, a lot of poor people are usually minorities, and that's pretty scary and evil. It's the year 2016. Oh, yeah, sure, that works out pretty well. Let's lean into it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel pretty good about the Purge movie, so I feel pretty good walking into this. It is cool how the first movie is just a complete, like, oh, no, my rich white family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then now it's just like, well. It's not. weird. I don't know if someone in that room, like, really, like, someone someone hmm. got woke, like, the next year. And like, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> We can do it. We can save racism. And, it, well, I don't know about that, oh, but well. it's, it's kind of working. It's interesting. <laughs> it's it is definitely, they do get more interesting idea-wise. Like, like, looking again, like, looking in the forward, like, well, you know, during this time in the United States, friends, there was a, it was a interesting time, and the Purge movie was really much a reflection of the culture at that point. Are you are you thinking that like twenty years ago, like you know what back in the, the, the yeah it's gonna 20, be some uh, dude in a shitty horror movie fucking shirt and his YouTube channel explaining to the masses about how much he knows about the horror. impact of the purge yes exactly <laughs> um yeah Ryan I feel like you didn't like the purge movies or maybe I'm completely imagining this. I don't like them but like I'll see them it's like one of those because like they get more interesting and the ideas behind them are like there. But they don't ever like reach the levels that they that they think they're reaching. Like I feel yeah, like yeah, at least the, yeah, I feel the like marketing they, does. I feel like they think like this is this is this is a political thriller. But really, this is just a guy getting get guillotined in the street. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, like there's like, especially because like the marketing is just red hats with the first purge on it. And, got like, him. I, you, you got it. Oh yeah, you got him. I guarantee you, he knows what these movies are. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> got him. Um, but yeah, there's also Sorry to Bother You, which is put out by Annapurna. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, this is about, I, I'm pretty sure, there's a black man who works at a telemarketing mm-hmm. agency, uh, and he's not doing well, and then he adopts a white voice. Yeah. Uh, and that's as much as I know about the movie. It looks really interesting. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I also like that his, his white voice is voiced by fucking, Alex Cross, I think. It's like that's the most oh, white wow. guy. That is the most like, white guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hilarious. like so they have completely different uh, actors voicing, doing just the voice work when they do their white voice. But I've heard that it uh, does really interesting things, and it like devolves into weirdness, and it's I don't know. It looks really interesting. The marketing material makes it look like an early Spike Lee film. Um, but that's just like that might just be because like oh like we're obviously like it's an African American story so like Spike Lee that's yeah. Um, it looks like it's trying something. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch. Yeah, it. me too. Speaking about trying something, skyscraper oh, baby, mm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You ever heard of the movie Die Hard? Nope. Um, well, neither has the Rock. Cause oh, skyscraper wow. is a bold vision. Uh, of a man who has his family kidnapped and he has to climb a skyscraper. Well, not climb a skyscraper, but you know what I'm saying. He's got he's to gotta go all the he's way up gotta, there. He's got to go to an adjacent skyscraper and jump off of it. Mm-hmm. It's like... Real big jump. It's like... Isn't it like they're like living in this self-contained skyscraper and he's the security guard It's like there. the Titanic of skyscrapers. <laughs> like, this is the best skyscraper. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong. It looks like, it looks like that movie uh, High Rise, but if it wasn't an art movie, if it was instead just an action movie. 
Oh wait, the... does it also have that? Like it's a panopticon. I don't. I, that's what it seemed like from the one trailer that you, I saw of it. Maybe again. Where it, it, yeah, you're probably it right. Got, it gave me the vibe of it's this new thing, and they're moving his family in to try it out, and they hire him to see how their security because is. he was a military. I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Dwayne Johnson is no, ex-military in every No, they saw his wrestling career, and they're like, he could take down any intruders. Yeah, yep. That that part where he was hungry for Poo-Tang Pie, love that rock, rock, <laughs> classic rock. Um, anyways. That's the kind of security we need for our company. Uh-huh. Mm. Hotel Transylvania 3, another one, baby. Why is there another one? There's a TV show also, so Hotel Transylvania, people love it, love it. I don't Can know. you imagine how depressing <laughs> it is? You're working at Sony Animation Studios across the room. Motherfuckers are making this visionary Spider-Man movie. This Spider-Man <laughs> movie that looks unbelievable. And you're stuck making Hotel Transylvania 3. You're busy Jesus animating Christ. Adam Sandler as a vampire. Yeah. Horny and sad. <laughs> My daughter's Selena Gomez. Blah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> My best friend is good this Kevin James. Blah. <laughs> I think he plays a Frankenstein? I don't know anything about these movies at all. He's talking to his like coworker in the water cooler. He's like, man, you know, you know, you go you put in so many hours and you know you make like the Smurfs and you know it's finally paying off the Spider-Man that we're so excited. Uh, John, how's your day going to work? I mean, you know, it's just I'm I'm just so happy to be at this company and be able to make this project. Like how, how how's your going? Like ah, You know, Miles know. Morales, he really is the new vision of comic books and we're able to bring his story to the masses mm -hmm. uh but uh adam sandler's on a boat and he's a very Danny sandberg person <laughs> hey johnny what's yeah. up <laughs> i'm fucking selena gomez in this fucking thing or whatever now they're too young that's not good gee yeah <laughs> anyways speaking of too young <laughs> this trail this movie looks as none of the whole transylvanians look great this one looks especially worse um, what do you mean? <laughs> there's a video game coming out for it. Mm. Oh. I'm probably gonna play it. Oh. Um, so they're so they're on a boat. Yeah. Boat. Oh my god. Yeah. Andy Samberg is in this movie, and they're probably gonna make. A, oh uh, dear. Jeez, oh. I didn't even think oh, about no. that. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> that would be that's because the whole point of that song is it's lazy and dumb. That's true. So make it a it reference. Would be fitting. So. Making a reference would be even more <laughs> lazy and dumb, because all he would need to be is like, "Hey guys, we're on a boat," and then like there'll be a pause, and the one guy just will go, "I'd say what you did there," and it'll be Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> 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 oh god, now I have to see this movie so I can make a scene in public. Oh no, you guys got me again. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Eighth grade, Bo Burnham. Oh. He's back uh, he never went anywhere exactly. <laughs> uh, i love bo burnham is that so so much uh is is is, is, is i'm gonna have we is i'm on a boat funny again because it was it was funny when it came out but then a bunch of shitty people uh you know was like oh i'm on a boat yeah got him um i don't know anyways well, the thing with that humor it's so of its time like it's ver that's very early. I'm replaying. YouTube. I'm on a boat in my head, and it's still very funny. 
It's it's a good gag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, free boat tickets. I'll take uh, Yorba and uh, T-Pain. My two friends. It's like, it, I mean, it could boat. be worse. Lonely Island song. It could be The Creep. The uh, Creep's not great. No. What's another bad Lonely Island song? The opening to Turtleneck and Chain is the most Ryan song ever. In the I believe it's the opening to Turtleneck and Chain. The one where oh, like, yeah, we're you knew all that. Hey, yo, my dick looks whatever the fucking shit. I remember my that. My dick don't work. It's whatever the hell. Yeah, that's, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. the most I remember song. that. Yeah. I did like that a lot. That's very yo, good. Yo, I'm hard as fuck and I'm doing my taxes. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. It's yeah, good. Anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, eighth grade is a movie and I don't know much about Bo Burnham. Carrie, you're very passionate about this I gentleman. love Bo Burnham. You mentioned it. Was he on Lonely Island? You made a joke about. Okay, you made. Wait, what? Were you? Tra- I thought someone was making a goof because no, I was. I was trying to transition. Move on to, I get it. To eighth grade, and you were like, "No, let's keep talking about about the song." I I'm needed, on a boat. I needed to know if you could people... be. I'm on a boat. But yeah, no, Bo Burnham is one of my favorite comedians. I love him. And I am going to unabashedly support anything that he puts his name on. And like, I remember watching The Big Sick and I didn't care for that movie very much. Like, it was fine and it was pretty good. But the only parts that I was like, whoa, was when Bo Burnham was in the movie. And I I think I texted Ryan and I was like, Ryan, you didn't fucking tell me that Bo Burnham was in this movie. So I think I, I actually that. may have seen a bit. Did he do a bit where he was playing the piano and then... Oh, uh, that's all okay. the bits. A lot of his bits oh, okay. are music-related uh, Okay. Yes. I remember that not being funny, but that was like forever ago. Excuse so. you. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, but regardless, this movie looks good. Uh, so if I remember correctly, it is about... It's sort of like a coming-of-age movie? Yeah, it's about... It follows this one awkward eighth-grade girl and... Uh, uh, she does. She has a big social media presence, and she does like blogs and uh, right. does a bunch of Snapchat stuff. And right, and I remember. So uh, it it looks good, and there's a lot of praise around it, and I am fully ready to cry at this movie. Okay, this is put out by this is A24. A24. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited about that. It's gonna be good. Equalizer two, four years in the making, baby. Oh, oh. I thought Equalizer was the like, first or- Equalizer of Chloe Grace Moritz. I think so. I need to do some research very quick. Uh, I would. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Equalizer. The Equalizer one. Okay, we're googling it. Uh, <laughs> Denzel Washington. I've never uh, like. No, it does not have. No, yes, oh, it does. There she is. Hey, <laughs> fake fan, fake gamer wow. girl over here. Poor Grace Moretz's biggest fan. <laughs> Didn't see the Equalizer. What a chump. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Pause the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very upset you did this to me. <laughs> Call me out for all my fans. They all know me for one thing: personal shopper. And uh, he's a little upset with Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> I mean, some would say with Kristen Stewart as well. Yeah, well, it's not just personal. I don't. Knows I don't would say. I, I don't. Anyone who knows even the but little this is, details but that's about like, me. This is like Ryan Lance. Oh, that's that 
guy who like really likes Kristen Stewart, right? Yeah. But the Chloe Christmas is like. What Chloe. did he just recently see the Twilight movies? Yeah, I know. What a it's weird. Poser. God, didn't see Equalizer. Didn't see Twilight. Guys, do you I, respect your wives at all? Guys, I can't be on the podcast anymore. I've been, <laughs> I've been ashamed. I've been humiliated a you little bit. too much. We don't talk about Ryan Lance after he had that call out post go out about him. He did some problematic stuff. We <laughs> I have sent several call out tweets. Oh yeah, about Ryan. They're all very funny. I'm very, I'm very much in support well, of any of all call-outs. the first one was because dudes. you fell asleep during Murder on the Orange Express. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was because I was trying to sleep and you wouldn't shut the fuck up about Todd Howard. And I didn't know who the hell that was. <laughs> Todd Howard. Carrie, Todd, I, I have my gamer friends who would understand those references, but it's so much funnier to bother you. <laughs> who the fuck is Todd Howard? Exactly. I would have thought Todd Howard penetrated the mainstream with how much people, like, Todd Howard was trending. Just, yeah, that. just the name Todd was like at the top of the trending charts. It was so fucking funny. Like if, if they put Todd Howard in Fortnite, people would have gotten oh losing minds. Anyways. That'd be great. Unfriended. My good friend, Todd Howard. Not anymore. He's back. Uh, Dark web. Three years later, Unfriended is back. Um, The thing with Unfriended, though, I think even in 2014, it was because it wasn't... It wasn't Facebook that they mainly communicated with, wasn't it? It was Skype. It was all Skype. Oh, okay. all Skype. It was all a Skype call. But the whole part. incident with the girl who died. Oh, that was Facebook. The, that yeah. was Facebook, yeah. Like, they even... Yeah, what are they going to do now? No one fucking uses exactly. Facebook anymore. Exactly. so outdated. Well, it's, it's dark web stuff. Like the, oh, yeah, that's true. The trailer is this guy found a laptop, and he's like, guys, there's some, like... Got this some, laptop out of the some, lost and found, and there's, there's some, some dark there's stuff. stuff on yeah. And then the dark web people were like, hey, you have my laptop. Yeah. What I think that's <laughs> it, a more interesting like topic than Ghost Girl. Probably, but I know it's going to go back to Ghost because well, like, yeah. that's the whole thing. Probably because it's the exact same premise. But it reminds me of that one TV show that was on Netflix that you recommended all of us watch. The anthology oh, show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, dark, yeah, yeah. dark web. Dark Darknet or something. Dark web, something like that, yeah. yeah. That was a good show. That was a good that's show. That's a great show. That was no they were really Netflix. trying hard to... Yeah, they were really trying... Really? It's no longer on Netflix. Yeah, Where no, it went off Netflix it? a long time Where ago. I don't think you can. You can't, it. no, which sucks. That it's super sucks. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that show was cool. I'm bummed. I'm gonna try and I'm find sorry. it now. Yeah, that was a good yeah, show. It was, a, it was me, a Canadian. I, I just, was. I just don't know what this movie could do that I didn't already see in that show and in any other like dark web thing. Like, not that I'm expecting you see, much from a fucking. There is a the movie called The Den on Netflix. Yes, I saw that. That's also kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, oh. That one's more. Uh, the girl is going through chat roulette and she sees. Someone, I didn't like that. That was she too sees real. Someone being murdered. Yeah, she, like, that was too real. To, yeah. I did and not like that. And then they like, like hack into her computer and ruin yeah. her job. And then she gets taken. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that. That, that didn't eh. feel good. It was too real. <laughs> I watched that movie with a couple friends. And I was like, eh. Anyways, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Apparently, this has been like the easiest sequel title. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I mean, it's pretty good. And I'm pretty sure is that new Lady Gaga song is for this movie. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't care. Is Amanda Seyfried back? Whatever happened yes, to Amanda Seyfried? I think so. Uh, this is like a from I saw it in the trailers. It's it's like it's like a prequel. She's having a baby. She's gonna have a baby. But then also like goes like how the mom met the guys. Yeah, because uh, the girl the girl from Baby Driver is in it, and no. she plays young Meryl Streep. But then they're also oh. like in... the dream role for any young actress. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But and they're also in like everyone's coming for the baby or something, and Cher Whoa. shows up and she's the, the I love the mom. mother. 
<laughs> so this doesn't have Pierce Brosnan, is what you're telling me. I think, it, I think it has all the guys. It has all the dudes in it. Well, because she Pierce Brosnan was the one that she like ended up with at the end of Mama God, Mia. God, Carrie. What? If you haven't seen <laughs> Mama Fucking Mia, stop listening to this podcast right now. Mama Mia the go movie. Watch it. Is this like a not canon sequel? Because Mama Mia is based on a Broadway play, and that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because it was called Mama Mia the movie. Yeah. So I don't even know. Whatever. I Who gives no a idea. fuck? Mission Impossible. Tom's back, baby. Fallout. We just have to watch Todd this. Howard. He's <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. I'm about to unleash Skyrim worldwide. <laughs> we have to watch this movie because this is the movie that has the mustache. The mustache that changed everything. Oh, yeah. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's mustache. We right. have to see the mustache. It's, it's not even that great of a mustache. Like How It just, it just looks like stubble. That's pretty rude. Yeah, they had to CGI double. <laughs> mm-hmm. Injustice League, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It did not the look only good. Thing... Oh, the, the problem with no, the mustache, like it, 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 the first scene, the first shot of the movie was <laughs> it, bad because it, it, like it was he has just mush bad. Mouth. It's like, what are yeah. you talking? Yeah. <laughs> it's what are you saying? <laughs> Anyways, the only, thing, the only thing I know about this movie is that uh, Tom Cruise. Fucked up his ankle doing one of the stunts. It finally saw, came to bite him. I saw, I, they were talking about it on the Graham Norton show, and they had like footage of it. And he was jumping from one building to another, and he like caught the front of his foot on the edge of the building and like broke his ankle, and then just like kept going. He's <laughs> a good worker. Yeah, he, he ran through the pain. That's but yeah, gets. and they played it like from three angles and then in slow motion and Simon Pegg was there and he's like, oh God, because <laughs> he hadn't seen it yet. Uh, anyways, I heard good things about that. I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie in my yeah, life. No, I haven't seen any years. of them either. Speaking about DC, Teen Titans go to the movies, baby. You know what? Actually, <laughs> people, people should on Teen That's Titans a- go. And I did too you did. when it first I started. But like, to be fair, Teen Titans go, I think, started in the 2013. So we were all still in high school. <sighs> That sounds right, but yeah, give or take. So I feel like. So you're saying you're not you made some decisions. I back made then. some I made some decisions because I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. And granted, Plus. I still very much am, yeah. <laughs> but I'm more of an accepting asshole. Hmm. George, can you re-edit that to make me sound right? <laughs> not, yeah. not, not like problem. an asshole. <laughs> not, not like an asshole. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'll but I have it. I have no problem with this. I st- I've seen episodes of Teen Titans Go, and it's a for a kid show, it's pretty good actually. Like obviously, it's not like a SpongeBob or like it, a, it, it, it veers off on that like this is so random, but I still yeah, think it's ugh. good. Yeah, like it's it's decent, and like I totally understand why it's marketed like it's, as uh as like. Cartoon Network's like a big show. Like yeah. that's like their show right now. Yeah. My big thing with that thing was always like, I always put off by like, I, I by the haters for that because it, it was just a bunch of people like, the old show used to be serious and it used to be about something. And this is just dumb baby. Like it just felt like gatekeeping. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's fair, yeah. Uh, but, but like my argument still is like, that show was gone, and it's not like they would have ever brought it back for real. And they didn't finish it on Cartoon Network. They released the episodes later, I felt. No, they really? they finished it. They just did the movie. The movie was already like set in stone. Oh right. And then the mo- and then the movie was the last of it. And then the show had like a weird cliffhanger. You thing. sure? Yeah. I could have sworn I saw the, the last show. Episode the of show Titans. ended with like the Doom Patrol stuff. 
and then the last mm. episode was like he re-met Tara and she was oh, back yes, alive yes, yes. and yes. she had no memories. Spoiler. And they just kind of wrapped that up very quickly and it was very not great, yeah. I thought. I don't know. I feel like looking back, I think that's a fairly decent message of like not of like letting go and that. Like for a kid show, obviously. Also, I think the terror honestly looking back on it, the whole Terra Beast Boy stuff kind of sucks. Yeah. Like really it was just like a bunch of I think it resonated with a lot of folks who watching Titans were because it was just like, oh, Beast Boy is such a good guy. Why he, doesn't Tara hook up with him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'd watch Teen but Titans yeah, Go, sure. My thing is, like, Teen Titans was dead, and they brought it back with all the same voice actors, which is awesome, and, like, just a silly, different thing. And they do a lot of interesting, like, jokes meta-wise that I think works for the context of this new show. And I think with the movie, they're able, they'd be able to do more interesting uh, stuff with that. And I have no problem with that. I don't know if I'll see it. I'll probably see it, like, eventually. If yeah. ne- I don't love it. It wouldn't lo- be on necklace. This would be on, like, DC's new streaming thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Sucks. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't, also, I don't love Will Arnett. Anyways. Also, you know what is on DC's new streaming thing? Uh, the Titans t- live-action TV show. Have you seen things of that? Have you not heard that at all? No. It's just called Titan. It's just called Titans. Sounds it's a live-action Teen Titans. It only has Robin, Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire. Sounds bad. There's no Cyborg, because he's a uh, movie. M- movie guy now. And there's stills of it. It looks pretty rough. Like, Robin looks fine, but Starfire... I think I've seen a still of this. Starfire has, like, a weird wig thing going on. I remember it looked like a fake thing. It looked like a fake thing. Beast Boy especially looked rough because they didn't dye his skin green. His hair was just green. He just looked like a guy with green hair. And that's pretty bad. <laughs> Sounds like the Dragon Ball evolution of adaptations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch. I, should, I haven't seen Dragon Ball Evolution. I don't even remember anything about that movie. That's supposed to be one of the worst movies of all time. Have right? you seen Dragon Ball Evolution? I avoided it deeply. We should watch Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> we should. That would be a great... Should, I should watch it too, not knowing anything about it. Oh my Dragon god, that would be the movie. best viewed experience of all time. <laughs> Anyways, with that, that's everything that's coming out in July. And that's a lot of stuff that we would be interested or happen to go watch. I think... I feel like we're going to see The Purge. I really want to see 8th grade and Sorry to Bother You. Yes, and I think there's a chance I might see Skyscraper. Uh, oh, yeah, and I feel obligated to see Unfriended. Just cause. Oh, oh no, Unfriended, we, that's, a, that's, no. that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's the only lock we're ru- on this we're, list. We're writing that up as a podcast ta- 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 on our taxes of the pod. I'm yeah. so excited for the crowd that's also going to come out to watch Unfriended. Ooh, Ooh, bitch. Great people. I, yeah, there was a lot of teenagers in that crowd. Oh, oh yeah, they were having the time of their lives. Mm. Like, this is so scary. Oh. No, I'm playing Fortnite. Yeet. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember after we saw Unfriended, there were so many people who I heard a person like, I can't go on Facebook anymore. I'm so scared. And I was like, bitch, really? What's going on here? Yeah. Man, the world's funny. Anyways, that's a podcast if I ever heard one. Yep, that is I was going to say if I ever saw one. This is an audio medium. My audio, audio. Good. I'm glad. You know, we always end the podcast. Super so strong. yeah, super strong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Movies Are Real. A lot more positive, I feel. Somewhere in the middle. I was in a fan of Jurassic World, but you know, eh, it is what it is. Hereditary is a good movie. Uh, you can find me at jcruzalvarez26. Ryan, where can people find you? At fryingpans on twitter.com. Mm-hmm. Carrie, where can the folks find you? 
so desire, you can find me at K-A-R underscore E Lyles. L-Y-L-E-S. So, uh, until the next episode, we got a lot of shit to watch. Uh, Skyscraper, I'm fucking thrilled. Can't wait. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's family, I hope he gets to them. I mean, I would hate to see something bad after The Rock. George, I I hate to like break my guarantee you he will find his family. Mm, I mean, we'll have to watch. <laughs> you don't know that, Ryan. I have to watch Skyscraper. Until then, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.